Welcome to an episode of Healing in Harmony with Cora Flora. And today I'm honored to introduce you to one of my really good friends, my soul sister, Liza Ingram. I've known her for at least 10 years, I think. And we've been supporters for each other on our healing paths. And yeah, we've just always had these really deep healing conversations. And that was actually part of my inspiration for even doing this podcast is having these deep, meaningful, rich conversations on the edge of our vulnerability and our evolutionary expansion to just be with each other in authenticity and share inspiration and hopefully stuff that will support anyone who's listening and receiving this in being authentic, living your greatest life, and perhaps give you some extra tools for healing. And so, yeah, so without further ado, I'm going to invite her in. So here she is. And the topic of today's podcast is the benefits of healing. So we'll see how this goes. Come on, internet. Come on, internet. You got this. What's going on? Oh, here we go. Yes. <gasps> what? <laughs> that was a grand entrance. You're like emerging from the darkness into the light. I love it. Nice shirt. You look so Thank pretty. you. Like my oh. light? Is it too bright? It's perfect. And is that a statue behind you? You look so glorious. Oh my God. Oh, it's that one. It's that weirdo lamp I used to have. <laughs> so yeah, just so you know, we're already recording. I just kind of did an intro right before, just um, yeah, to get things started, because I'm nervous. Um, but woohoo, but yeah, so here we are, we're doing it. And um, yeah, where do we start on the topic of the benefits of healing? What are the benefits of healing? Good question. Well, maybe I'll share like a little bit of my healing journey and then how it intersected with yours. And then maybe you can share a bit of yours if you feel like it and the benefits. Or we can just let this be an organic flowing conversation. The benefits happen. All right, well, yeah, the benefits of healing. For me, I feel, pardon? Go on, go on, I'm just being, I'm just being like. <laughs> go on, go on, Cora, sorry. All right, all right, so, uh, so yeah, so. Reclaiming my soul, being, being fucking real, uh, actually alchemizing my pain into something beautiful, meaningful, purposeful, creating positive change, liberating myself, getting in touch with my emotions and my truth, and then using that to live an awesome life. You know, I feel like there's been so many times when it was like I went through like a deep dip into dark and into like challenge and into like layers of trauma that were ready to be healed because often I didn't have a choice and I was just fucking triggered and like initiated into it. And, um, but every time that I came out of it, it's like I had new levels of self-realization, awareness, power, freedom, and usually opportunities to like share it with the world and share 
the beauty. And um, I'm really grateful because you've been such a helpful friend for me in like being a safe space for my soul to land, being someone who has always been like a really great listener, really deep, intuitive, spiritual support. And also someone who like I super appreciate because you're so courageous to face the dark, like probably the most, one of the most courageous people in that regard that I've ever met. And so I treasure you and honor you. And um, you've helped me so much just being my friend along this path. And I'm honored to walk alongside you and support you as well. And so I'd love to hear from you. What do you feel are the benefits from healing? And what, what do you feel organically like you'd like to share about your journey? You know, it's interesting because like the first thing that pops into my head is it's like the opposite almost. It's like why we don't, what, what are the benefits of not healing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what are the benefits of staying the same? Um, just because I think that my journey with healing has been one that is stilted, Absolutely. you know, like it's not been a smooth, easy ride and, and healing has, healing is like, I'm, uh, it's, it's like regrowing a limb from scratch and it's filled with pain and, you know, confusion and does this work? Does this not work? Right. <laughs> and I, I remember like sometimes my doctor actually said, of course, I always think of, uh, in the situations where I'm engaged in the deepest healing are sometimes the most painful experiences. And, uh, so I think of the metaphor my doctor used to, to talk to me about before I, um, I've been on a healing path for a long time, but sometimes it's, I have to, I had to make some tough decisions um, in order to pursue healing because I realized that I was in a situation where I had to leave the comfort of familiarity and my home and security, financial security in order to pursue healing, which was basically throwing myself into immeasurable uncertainty and the murky unknown. And um, my doctor used to use this metaphor and I didn't actually want to do it. <laughs> I didn't actually want to do it. It was like, do this or face the consequences of living a life that is basically starving to death slowly. Um, but it's predictable, right? And my doctor used to tell me a metaphor about uh, dogs that were kept in electric cages and they were shocked. It was a science experiment, super nice for the scientists to do this, right? Um, but they were put in these cages that were electrified and they were shocked. And then the dogs got used to the electric shocks and the, the pain. And so when the, when the experimenters would open the doors, the dogs wouldn't even jump out because they were so used to their environment and they'd just basically given up and accepted where they were, were staying. Their nervous systems had acclimatized to that. 
and uh, he used to describe that metaphor to me and and I it's interesting because it still comes up sometimes because I was like one of those dogs that decided to jump out of their cage but then I'm facing the wild unknown mm. which has been frightening but the payoff has been um, the potential to have a self a real self you know freedom so wow and i have to say just for reference for anyone who's listening to this i didn't even mention like what we're healing from what kind of healing uh oops <laughs> i'm new to this um so for myself um the journey of healing from depression anxiety ptsd related to sexual trauma and um yeah and that's been yeah that's why i mentioned all the soul stuff because very often they it's experts and you know people refer to sexual abuse as soul murder because it disconnects one from their soul and their emotions and their bodies and their sacred sexuality and their right to love and all these like things that are just intrinsic to our well-being and our connection with our source um and it's tough because this kind of thing is so pervasive in society so pervasive and often repressed even within our own selves. And so I know for me, like a lot of my journey has been an excavation, just a journey into my own authenticity and finding memories or finding, um, you know, even my, one of my therapists, she refers to how, like, at first I used to be really in resistance to be getting triggered. Like if I was in a situation and I suddenly like uh, had a huge reaction or had, had a, like a lot of fear or whatever, my nervous system reacted to things. Like, it's interesting. Cause it's like that animal self. Like, it's just like, you, as much as my mind can be like, no, I wasn't sexually abused, I'm fine. The body and the emotions are telling a totally different story. And I've learned to become friends with my body and my emotions and learn from them. And I've discovered that in doing so, I'm way more embodied and I'm more empowered and more in my essence. And, uh, but anyways, my therapist helped me reframe triggers as like, this means that a layer of like your soul is ready to heal a layer is coming up so it's a good thing so let's work with it and and it helps it's helped me to trust like there's an organic flow to all of it and it's been so absolutely worth it like if i think of if i hadn't pursued therapy or uh support or all the healing things that i've done in the last decade plus like i would be i want to say potato but that's a compliment i would just be like a numbed out probably really disconnected, unhappy, but probably, you know, having certain material comforts and like operating in the status quo of society, fitting into a degree that would have been comfortable for my social network at the time. I, I would just be a, a shell of who I am now. Like now I'm like this soul flower, hopefully God flower, sad times when I feel really connected and like myself. Yeah, I, I have, I've got myself and the, all these different dimensions and it's just continuing to deepen and expand and get better and better. And I find it's just like, I, I have so much creativity. I have so much inspiration and so much love to give that I've reclaimed and now can share in so many directions um, and receive as well. But anyways, that was a bit of a jam, but do you want to jam a little bit? What do you feel? Um, well, I am a, survivor victim. I don't mind the word victim myself because I think it's realistic of, uh, 
of sexual abuse and physical abuse and emotional neglect and parentification and um, many um, brainwashing, torture, um, financial abuse. And uh, so it was like 30 years of abuse to varying degrees with many different people. Um, but the patterns remain entrenched that I was basically wired for being a servant and had very little sense of self-worth and self-esteem. And I thought I had, I thought I had that stuff, but it was kind of just a mirage based on whomever I was with, the reflections of me. If they told me that I was good, then I felt good. If they told me I was bad, then I felt bad. So my self-esteem was based on how much I could please the person that I was in service to. Um, I tried really hard <laughs> with no dice. <laughs> Come on! Not able to please those people. Am I good enough yet? Right? <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like infinitely beyond good enough. Yeah, and then and that's really just the, the sense of patterns, right? Because people that are not put through that level, people that are not put through abuse and are not are treated well, um, they go around and seek healthy relationships and and are kind of allergic to being treated like crap. Not not always, but often, right? So. <clears throat> Where are we going with that? Is there a thing? <laughs> I don't know, but I just want to like celebrate your poetic way of expressing, which is something again that I admire about you. And I have to say to all the listeners out there, Liza is an amazing writer. So stay tuned because a lot of, I'm sure a lot of stuff is going to be coming out soon. And um, like, I remember we were in a workshop, a writing workshop for survivors and people were literally cheering after the, after Liza shared stuff, because she's such a great writer. And even in communicating about these really deep, dark things, I find that like your eloquence and like how you naturally just poetically wax, it's so <laughs> healing. Like, and again, it's like this, it's, it's almost alchemical because it's like expressing something that's painful and dark and challenging, but then suddenly it comes out and it's, and it's beauty and it has meaning. And then suddenly there's more like light and clarity that helps us like, transform it into something better. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Cora. That means a lot to me. The truth is just the truth. <laughs> Thank you. I likewise have been inspired by all of your artistic pursuits and, and an endless admiration for your bravery to just throw yourself out there into the world. I am obviously like a cat that can't decide whether it wants to go in or out. And I'm like at the door, like,
So, but I'm, I, I know that like my fate is in the wild world. <laughs> so here I am yes. trying again. Right. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for having the courage to try again. And yeah, just for context, we've, we've recorded this interview. This is now our fourth, our third time actually, but the other two were good, but it was just they were like, good. they were good, but like we needed to practice and get ready and, and uh, I think, too, we're used to going so extremely deep in our conversations, like whether it's in trauma or spirituality or whatever, that I think that like, yeah, I think it was like, whoa, can we really share all of this with the world? I think it was, I think it was too much for me, mm. at least at that time, at least as, at, at least as the initiating, you know, like as the initiating debut, if you will, right? right? I, I think eventually it's all probably going to unravel and come out and be there. But, you know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I need a warm up. <laughs> I need a little, I need to be broken in a little bit, right? <laughs> get the, get the, you know, get it, get everything going and, and, and get used to um, sharing in a public platform. Right. So, and to realize like, that this is gonna, this is out there in the world, right? To potentially be viewed by anyone, and to yeah. feel, I think it kind of reflects like my um, difficulty with boundaries, right? And sort of checking in with myself and knowing what I want or what I don't want, and so it's been kind of a process to figure that out, of perhaps sharing or going a little too far, and then, but also wanting to be real. You know, there's always that balance. I always have that urge to be, I'm very terrible at moderating myself that way. I tend to just, you know, and say whatever comes to my mind, but I'm trying to be respectful to my limits for, of my nervous system. So that's, that's key. That's something that I think I am learning by experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> right. like I feel like, like something that's helped me, especially with music is like, to play as if no one's listening. Like they say, dance like no one's watching. I do that. And I think with videos too and, and online, it's like, I guess I just like, I'm like, okay, what would I say if, I, if no, you know, if I didn't care what anyone thought or if I was just going to be fully me or like, and often like I'll, I would journal, I still do. I'll journal on questions like, what would I do if this was the last day of my life? Or like, if I'm writing a card to someone, it's like, what was, what if this is like the last card I ever wrote to them? Like, I, I just want this, like, I just want to bring as much magic and mana and power and like blessings as I can and 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 that's one of the things about like sharing online um even though it's hard to talk about the harder stuff like and like challenge myself and be vulnerable it's always fucking worth it like not only like the feeling of like oh my soul's flowing I'm set more free I find it's just yeah it's just like fun even though it's hard sometimes but like even a healing release, like if I'm crying or if I'm releasing anger or some layer of like shame or fear or whatever, afterwards I get to be more me and that's like absolutely worth it. And that's what I want is for all of us to be more us because I feel like ultimately like in this world as we're healing and awakening and like, like just being our true selves, I feel like, like we just release the layers and then we just get to the point where, where we're all one and that divine essence and I feel like that's where I want to go with people and especially even on this podcast is like I just want to get back to like who we truly are and like love and forgive and free each other and ourselves and like just get to that space of pure authenticity yeah 
it's it's the Shangri-La, right? It's the, you know, where heaven meets the earth, where we are just ourselves. <laughs> yes. That's the, that's the ideal, that's the goal, right? So I, I'm, I'm there for you. I, I get, I, I love that goal. I wanna be there, I wanna, I have that goal too. I um I'm there. I'm there for it. I just uh yeah. So I think for me it's just baby steps. I mean, you have 10 years of experience sharing yourself and it shows, right? You're very gifted in that way and I'm I'm an I'm a, new, a, a newbie. I'm a, I'm kind of a virgin. I'm so gentle. I'm so delicate. <laughs> Go easy on me, Cora. <laughs> Well, I would say that like what I really honor about you, one of the things is I feel like like your depth and, and not only like the the depth and uh, breadth of trauma that you've experienced, like I really honor your soul for like, I mean, whether you believe in soul contracts or not, I'll leave that up to whoever listens, you know, honor your own truth, whatever. Um, but I personally feel that, that from my perspective, my soul chose certain challenges because I knew I was going to, I was going to alchemize and heal and it was going to catalyze me into my purpose and, and bring positive blessings and, you know, change to the world. And when I think of your path, like you've just dove into so much, so deeply and with so much consciousness, like you, you know, that like, I feel like you've just, you see it and you're willing to face it and you're willing to talk about it in a way that I haven't experienced with a lot of people, like a lot of people, it's either buried in their psyche or it's buried in their body or, you know, or, or they, they didn't choose as, as much depth as that. Um, but I feel like you're just so courageous. And I find that talking to you about this, like healing trauma is so powerful and profound. Thank you. Um, hopefully that'll translate well. Oh yeah, in time it will, no, no pressure. <laughs> Um, I, what, so I guess, I don't know, I guess the direct, um, I'm just thinking of like back to our original subject, what are the benefits of healing? Like what, what are actually like the benefits? Cause I, I guess I'm always kind of like the, I play the devil's advocate a lot and I'm like, well, what are the benefits of not healing? Fuck healing. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to go back to like drinking and, uh, well, that stuff's fun too. It's, it is fun. It is fun. Um, I think that drinking has been in my family for at least 500 years, you know, like, <laughs> I think I still, I, I don't think there's, um, I think it's, it's a pos possibly a, a pretty functional, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to knock anybody drinking. I'm just talking about literally my own family and that a lot of ways that they, um, some individuals, um, tend to had their experience with drinking and other kinds of indulgences and drugs and stuff like that. And, and I don't think there's, I think, but what are the benefits of doing that? The benefits of doing that, taking that path and staying in the homeostasis, because healing puts you into like flux. That's why it's so hard. 
right? It's not easy. It is not a comfortable thing to just like, like we think of healing, like sometimes I think healing can be very comfortable feeling, but most of the time from my experience, it is not. It's like jumping off a cliff and hoping that something doesn't, that you don't hit the ground. And um, so that's why I think people stay in the status quo and they stay the same because it is, can be very scary to change things, right? So what's the benefit of changing things? Well, um, an exciting life, right? A rewarding life, a life with depth. Um, that's um, a life where, for me, the, 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 one of the biggest rewards for healing is the, is the <clears throat> excuse me, is the idea that I hope to reduce the impact of my woundedness on my own son. So that when he grows up, he can have a more happy life, a healthy life, right? So that's, I guess, been my driving factor. I don't even know if I could accomplish what I've accomplished without my son driving me because I, he was a huge, huge factor and would say was a, was like a, yeah, was a, I, I'm trying to find a way to describe it, but it was one of the biggest factors in me driving myself so aggressively towards healing um, and willing to put, sacrifice my comfort level and my, my pain load and my safety and my stability to pursue a corrective course where I'm not perpetuating violence anymore. And I think if I didn't have my son there reflecting that back to me, I, I may have sacrificed myself to that cycle. I mean, that doesn't mean that everybody will. It doesn't mean that people can't heal without children. It doesn't mean that, but that's just my journey, right? I, my son kind of woke me up to the, to the, um, to the, how, li how much I was still entrenched in those cycles and seeing him suffer, um, made me put a, put a, lit a fire in me to pursue true healing, not just like a superficial or, or a placated healing or one where I feel comfortable, but one that's like, um, an aggressive pursuit of reality, which is very uncomfortable, I found. Quote unquote, an aggressive pursuit of reality. <laughs> Can I just like, wow. <laughs> it's so true. You know, I think you're so right because to actually really heal and shift and evolve these deeply entrenched patterns of intergenerational trauma and even societally programmed shit, we have, yeah, we have to be willing to look that monster right in the eye, to face it. And, uh, and it does require a bit of a warrior attitude and courage. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It requires, I think, some of the bravest. I think that it's 
almost easier to face like death than it is to face sometimes the uncertainty of um, choosing a different path or, or trying to trying to choose a different path, which can, it's funny because it's so tricky. It can be so, healing can be so tricky and murky because I, I mean, personally, I would go through fate, where go through times where I would think I was healing and think I was pursuing, um, pursuing a different path and I would be super sure that I was pursuing a different path only to find myself right back into the situation that was, um, that I was running away from. Well, yeah, because the truth is that sometimes it's two step forward. What is it? One step, two steps forward, one step back. Sometimes it requires that. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you're starting at the very bottom, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just, um, yeah, it's just um, fascinating to be so sure of myself. Sure, I was pursuing a different path and then just to find myself to wake up in the middle of realizing that this is the same as it was before. I haven't done anything different. I've, it's like almost like being in like a dream where things just keep cycling. Yeah. But, you know, by the way, I just want to take note. I'm sorry if on the audio here, there's like someone's doing garden work and it's like, all I can hear is like this, like weed whacker or whatever. It's just like so irritating. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I'm, whatever it is, what it is, but it actually it's kind of like, I, I feel like it's a bit of a segue into what you were sharing is that, um, cause I feel like many of us on these healing paths and awakening paths, it's like we, we access these states of clarity, of, of connection, of soulfulness, of high vibrations. And then it's almost like we have to weave ourselves right back into those old realms to like weave that in. Like to, and, then, and then often it's confrontational, it's challenging and there's resistance. Cause even this, I'm like, here we are having this like, like magical healing conversation. And it's almost like a symbol of like, where I'm living, like the people being like, no, don't, I'm going to make this loud noise. You know, and I definitely have experienced a lot of resistance, la resistance when it comes to like, just being authentic and sharing my truth and like trying to bring healing. Um, I've also experienced a lot of rewards, you know? So it's, it's interesting because there's two sides of it. And uh, the, on the reward side is like amazingly rich soul family connections and like awesome opportunities to travel and like, creative fulfillment and expansion like again the benefits are so effing worth it but it's hard you know and it does require so much courage and it makes me think of um a place that we both went to a place called paths of courage which is a retreat for we can talk about that if you want i'll share my version of it um it's a retreat for survivors of sexual trauma and i remember at the beginning sitting in the circle with all these women and everyone was just like oh god like we, it was like right before doing ayahuasca or something like everyone was just like you know, I don't really want to go into my feelings, but I feel like I should, and like I'm scared. And, and, and eventually in time, everyone popcorn, like everyone kind of opened up and like, it's like their souls, you know, they revealed stuff and it was really fucking hard, I'll be honest. It was really hard. Um, but then there was also like a balance. I, you know, they say healing happens when there's a balance of challenge and support. So there's also like delicious food and like lots of nature and beautiful friendships and like great therapists there, a cute cat named courage and like music and, and, and therapies up the wazoo. There was like, like drum therapy, art therapy, uh, everything. It was really cool. And I really loved it. And I, I actually had a huge breakthrough at one point where I remember I was like getting all this anger out and fighting out all this anger and emotion. And, and it was such a surrender. It was so vulnerable with all these strangers. And then, but I remember it was like this grid work of like, 
abuse energy suddenly parted. And then it was like, I felt this love of the divine open up and I felt this parental divine love uh, open up and connect with me that I now call great love. And it's been a big, huge, it was a huge forward step for me spiritually to recognize that, um, that those are my true parents. And the weed whacker, like, what are they, like, are they, is it Edward Scissorhands? Like, what are you doing? Why is it taking so long? Like, it's so irritating. <laughs> but thank you for the comic relief. But anyways, um, so anyways, I just want to speak about courage and how, and that's an example of how, again, it's so hard, but it's so worth it to face our true feelings. Because that's what it's about. It's not like just going and like, blah, 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 making something up. It's about like, just going within and just being like, okay, what's in here? And like, how can I like clear this out? And like, allow my soul to shine through more. So, but I know you had kind of a different experience. Do you, you can share as much or as little as you want. Yeah, I think I'm contracted not to share the details, but I'll okay. do my best to share it vaguely. Okay. Um, I asked them if they were, so I have uh, several serious mental health conditions and I had asked them if they were equipped and they were aware of- Do you, do you want to mention what it is or, or no? I think I'm going to just, not okay this time i'm gonna just i'll maybe you know we'll go gradually okay <laughs> um and uh i was they're complex and they're challenging and it puts me in a very vulnerable position if i'm exposed to traumas and um i and other people's traumas and if i'm triggered right so it's like a ptsd it's basically like exaggerated PC, very exaggerated PTSD. Extreme, and, yeah. Yeah, very extreme PTSD. Um, and I was told by the staff and reassured that they knew how to handle that condition. They were equipped for it. And I don't think they were for me. Maybe they were for other versions of the illness, but for me, I feel like they, um, I think it's funny. It's, it's one of those ones where I'm like, I think that good did come of it in the end. I think that um, that uh, it's such a mixed bag because it did help me truly wake up to how deeply entrenched I was, my current situation was into those past cycles um, that I thought I had escaped. But they also, I think, injured me. They, I think they didn't treat me. Um, I think they, they didn't treat me the way they should have. They didn't know how to handle my condition. They did actually not know. And they didn't understand the, how complex it would get adding me to the mix of people. And I don't think they knew how to handle it when I kind of went a bit rogue and caused some people to have hurt feelings because my condition did cause me to act out, which is very humiliating, embarrassing for me to even admit now that, you know, because of my condition, I was, I was triggered and unable to, and I wasn't even aware of it. And then I was put in a situation where I was so triggered that I was unaware of my behavior and how it affected others. And I ended up causing, um, I ended up causing some 
difficulties for people, but then the way they treated it was to, they, they didn't treat me well. They didn't, they didn't correct the, they didn't use it as a way to heal the group and as a way to educate the group. They kind of just didn't change their course to adjust to the new situation. They just kept ramming us through the activities they'd already planned. And I think what they should have done is they should have stopped, taken an assessment of where we were at, been real about it, and then tried to use it to gain and to educate. They didn't educate, right? And I think that that was, a, I couldn't even, they have asked me for reviews several times and I'm so triggered that I can't even do it. Um, I want to, but I, I mean, but when I had, when I left that place, I had to pretty much go immediately to the hospital because my nervous system was so torched. And uh, I ended up in the hospital two times um, the following week. And unfortunately, the hospital is also not equipped to treat me. So I was kicked, I was sent, I was sent, um, just sent away from the hospital to go wherever. I couldn't go home because um, my, I couldn't take care of my child. And I also needed time to like recover. And I just didn't have that available at my home, which was, which was a sign another sign like if I couldn't go home and feel safe then you know it, it helped me understand that um, but also my nervous system was torched and it took me months to recover from it um, and I feel like they, it could have been different they could have done it better had they listened and paid attention but they're triggered too right they're dealing with their baggage and they did the best they could too, right? So it was a shadowy experience to say the least. Thank you for sharing that. I know, and I apologize because I feel like I was like, I had such a great experience and I, I was like such a like, I was like, you should go to this, it's really great. And then it sounds like, you know, you ended up having this like really deep experience. And, uh, you know, and I just want to honor that like, it's a testament to your depth like that's what I really see. And I also love how you described how you wish they would have handled the situation better because that framework of like community, connection, communication, that's how this kind of stuff is gonna heal in, in like societally, like and interpersonally and, and in our communities and whatever. But like, you know, yeah, I just feel like um, leadership, compassionate, spiritual, real leadership around these issues is needed. And I feel like you are a leader and I feel like your understanding of how that situation could have been handled better is gold to then share that information in ways that can help people. Because yeah, like I feel like you've experienced a lot of trauma. There's a lot of depth and breadth to it. And it makes for a unique, uh, a unique experience in terms of like you being in that situation, you know, how much you, you drop the group even deeper into themselves. And it's like, it sounds like maybe they couldn't meet you there, which sucks, you know, and that's, that's the challenging thing about anytime we're opening up our souls to heal. And, you know, it also makes me think of things like ayahuasca or like psychedelic journeys or, you know, I, I, or even healing circles, even if there's not, if it's sober, I know for me, there's been a few times when um, I 
opened up and shared and perhaps was courageous to, to access something quite deep and meaningful, or at least it seemed meaningful and then, you know, would reveal itself in time um, and not been met. And it's, it's, it's challenging because like, it's, you know, like I remember the first time I did ayahuasca, the dose was way too high and the support wasn't really there. And I remember afterwards just being like, what was that? What was that? And then since then I've had positive corrective experiences of, as you would say, that helped me like, like integrate everything and then recognize, oh no, okay, healing happens when it's that, again, that right balance of challenge and support. And, uh, and, I, and I like to trust, I like to have faith in the universe and spirit and love and source that organically we are all held and eventually we will all have like corrective experiences that naturally balance it out. At least that's my prayer and hope. Um, and hope uh but yeah sometimes that that balance is a dynamic flow that like can, can be quite challenging but i will say that like along my path like even with people like there's been many times when i shared something and they couldn't meet me for whatever reason and i love your compassionate description that you're you know sometimes it's just because other people have their own trauma and they haven't quite dealt with it or whatever or they're not the place to to go there um or just can't hold space because they're not educated whatever it is um but I know that like all the experiences of not fully being met have made me absolutely treasure when I can be met and when I can be held. And you're someone who's been that for me and I hope that I've been that for you. And it's been an honor and I feel like I'd like to, yeah, just celebrate that because the people who we can just be real with and know that they'll catch us when we fall or at least do their absolute best and have a great capacity to support us and the universe too, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really gold when that happens and it sucks when it doesn't. It, it's, <laughs> isn't it gold? Isn't it just blissful? And doesn't it just suck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. don't have to be sorry at all, Cora, like for your experience. I just want to, I didn't want to interrupt you at all, but I, when you apologized at the beginning, I'm like, there's no need for you to be sorry because I, it's, it's great that you had a good experience. It's really good. Like, just because I had, I wouldn't like my experience was intense and potentially damaging. <laughs> like that's the way I would describe it. It was intense and they were too just, they didn't understand me, you know, like some people did, but they weren't the people in charge. And the people that were in charge did not, I triggered them, I think. I triggered them and their reaction was, in my opinion, not professional, but I don't wanna like really, I think that, I can't say that it was, a lot all for nothing right because it was an incredible formidable experience that i won't wouldn't change but i wouldn't wish on my worst enemy either so just because it was so brutal um well and it's interesting because it's called the paths of courage that place it's amazing by the way anyone who's listening to this it's still amazing um but uh I honor your courage to be vulnerable or your soul's courage, your psyche's courage to be vulnerable, like to even allow, you know, cause I feel like so many of us were just locked up 
and our authentic selves and, and parts of us, facets of our existence. We keep it all, you know, we keep ourselves one dimensional, like a safe version that society can handle. Like, like again, back to like, for me, like if I never healed, I'd be this shell of who I am now. And like, I, and I witnessed that there's a lot of people in the world that like, I'm just like, well, zombies. Like sometimes I look at people and I'm like, they're, they're a small, 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 small fraction of who they truly are. And it's sad, you know? And unfortunately, like the, the more disconnected we are from our souls, the more there is a propensity to hurt other people. Cause we're not feeling ourselves. We're not feeling the other as, as one, or like at least, you know, a, a sentient being that's worthy of love and care and respect. Um, so your courage to like, feel not only feel and access your own inner reality and truth but also to like dive deep in in sharing that is like so awesome and like i feel like as you continue to share it's like i just feel like you're like this dose of medicine almost like ayahuasca you know that like this powerful truth <laughs> serum you know or potion and like it's it's a gift it really is a gift and i feel like my wish and prayer for you is that for more experiences of validation and support where you share authentically and people are just like, wow, thank you. Like, like, you know, the writing retreat where people were cheering. That's what you, you deserve. That's what I feel in my soul. So yeah. Thank you. Likewise, my dear, likewise. I think we both deserve that. Thank you. Well, it's tough because I know for me, like, I feel like all the challenging, challenging experiences have affected my self-worth. Like, all the experiences of being devalued. I was actually, I had a therapy session this week and I was kind of reflecting on self-worth and how, and soul worth and how like, when I have experiences of being met, of being held, of being validated, I feel like my soul comes more alive. And I feel like that natural innate worthiness that is like a divine truth, a divine essence is, it, it emerges. And I feel like that is a blessing to all areas of my life. Whereas when I have the opposite experience, when someone says your, your feelings are wrong, you know, your music is crap or whatever, the, the negative things that, that, that damage the very essence of my soul, that makes me feel like no wonder I was depressed. No wonder I'd have anxiety. No wonder I wanted to just run away and hide and like comfort eat and numb myself with whatever I could find. And um, I'm grateful that now I'm on a, on a path of healing and awakening and um, yeah, and opening up and healing. I already said healing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little fried by all heal, this right? weed whacking. What? I said repetition is how you heal, right? You heal through repetition, like repeating those those uh, skills over and over again. So don't don't sell yourself short. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, we we need to practice and keep keep trying to practice. Uh, the new habits because they don't come in all at once. They come in, in my experience, in tiny little, tiny little victories that sometimes don't look even like victories. And then it turns out you look back and think, wow, I, I was here and now I'm here and I didn't even notice that I had shifted. Mm. Right? You're so right. <laughs> like all that inner work sometimes it feels invisible it's like does anyone even notice all these little times that i'm standing up for my truth or my integrity or i'm choosing to be compassionate or having those challenging conversations or whatever like um yeah but i feel like the universe notices and you're right it adds up and i feel like it's gonna it's gonna snowball it's gonna avalanche for all of us so anyone out there 
you're on the right path. Keep going, keep trying. And, and every little time that you make a difference, it makes a huge butterfly effect, not only for yourself, but for creation. So keep fucking going, healing warriors. Wow. No matter what we whackers around you. Right? It's still going. It's been almost an hour and it's still like what literally is it Edward Scissorhands? It's, it's wow. Like, it it's better be beautiful, already. whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking whack, man. But anyways, this is probably a good time to organically come full circle. So um thank you for being and sharing and being my first official guest on my podcast. Yay. And hopefully a return guest if you want to keep deepening and expanding. I think, you know what, I have this hilarious idea that we should do like a dinner. It's kind of, I think, a thing on YouTube where you, you eat, to, you eat like, a, like they call it a mukbang, but I would want to do a mukbang like that. I would want to do like a delicate dinner party. <laughs> Maybe we can do that on your YouTube channel. Yeah. It's live. I think that would be fun. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. So I'll, I'll link, pardon? I was just saying I have that like fantasy of like eating dinner with you right but in front of a whole bunch of people i think that'd be really fun i remember once you complimented me and you said that i ate very delicately so yeah. i would love to maybe share i don't know i don't always but delicate eating sometimes i'm shy and it's very <laughs> i was very well trained to eat very politely um, i was reverse trained oh really i, I sat at a table of wolves <laughs> and i decided like But I also had good reflexes in case the wolves tried to steal my food. Like, <laughs> anyway, I just thought it would be hilarious to do that. So let's do it. Let's do it. And then have healing conversations while we eat delicious soul food. I love it. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. Well, is there anything else you want to share to kind of round out this podcast? Any, any words of wisdom and encouragement? My words of wisdom, I guess, would be pretty almost cliche, but might as well. Um, but uh, I found, I would say, don't give up. Don't give up. Um, especially, I would say, especially with therapy, because mm -hmm. therapy is, I think, one of the most crudest sciences that we have. Um, I don't think that it's a very refined, I think it's more art than science and to find a good therapist is like excruciatingly difficult, especially if you're a complex client. Mm. So if in anyone that's watching this is a tough case or you've, and you've had to go through multiple therapists, don't stop, keep going, keep trying, keep going back, get back in the ring, try again. Because therapeutic model when it works is, I would say it's, akin to some kind of magic and uh so i have to give a lot of credit to the people that have treated me even though it took me you know 25 30 years to find them and that's not for lack of trying i've probably gone through like dozens and dozens and dozens of health healthcare professionals of various sorts trying to heal trying basically anything and uh I can't even say that I'm all the way healed, uh, but considering where I started, I'm doing a lot better. I'm on the path. So I don't like to speak from any sort of place of authority because I, 
I've done that and then gotten my ass handed to me. So <laughs> I try to be humble and principle. <laughs> minimize the ass handing when I have to take my, you know, when I have to humble myself. So there, there. <laughs> that was beautiful and so you <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah I have to say yes I, I echo that that like yeah when you find the right therapist it's like finding a soulmate or whatever yeah. it, it's it's great when that happens and I do trust again I trust the universe I trust the flow that I, I feel like we'll, we'll may we all be guided to the right people who can help us and I feel like when when it's a match you know and um because you know by how how you feel after like even like with my therapist like often afterwards i'm like i feel like a millionaire after after talking to you just because i feel like my soul is so validated and so like enriched and like and she has so much wisdom like so often i'll just like share and then i'll also ask questions because and and, and they're questions that are usually burning on the edge of my evolution out of my soul because i'm and that usually they're they're also about trauma or they're about memory recovery or things that I'm like, I don't know when I'm chat, you know, like, please help me. And, and it's so vulnerable. Like, cause very often too, as I'm doing this inner excavation stuff comes up and it's like, <gasps> am I crazy? Oh my God. They said I'm crazy. Am I crazy? Like, this is what I think. You know, it's so vulnerable to ask somebody that, you know, cause it would be, it would be very, um, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful that we live in a time when the, the healthcare system and the mental health system does seem to be aiming for genuine healing whereas in times previous it was just like let's just lock this person up instead of burning them at the stake let's just lock them up in the insane asylum and like torture them you know like whatever like whereas now it's like no it's like this is a genuine healing space um at least they do their best for that and i feel that with my therapist like her intentions are so good that she just wants me to be happy and and thrive and and be my true beautiful soul self and i've I've been succeeding in that and I'm really grateful and it's nice to know that she's there. And um, so, yeah. And as well, you know, I just want to put it out there for anyone who's seeking support. I offer healing coaching sessions. I'm not a therapist, but do offer in-depth experiences and portals to connect and share all the wisdom that I've acquired. And, and Liza, I'm not sure where you're at with that, but she's also an amazing healer. So if you feel a connection, you know, you want to reach out and receive support, feel free to, I mean, if, I'll check. Is that okay? Like if people, well, right now, um, people can message me if they like, I'm not really in a position where I'm able to offer any kind of uh, formal service. Um, just because I can't organize myself that far. Cause you're <laughs> kind of healing right now. Yeah. I'm just in a lot of, I'm in a big flux. Um, so the idea of I would prefer to be more, uh, I think my style is going to be probably more entertainment healing. Mm. Like I want to be like a healing, a shamanistic dancer. Oof. Yes. Right? And I think that I want to, if, if you want, uh, um, so that's my, my, so I have my uh, Instagram, which is where I post all my dance videos. If people want to message me through Instagram and just check me out that way. Um, I'm going to be changing my handle pretty soon though. So hopefully it, this doesn't, hopefully it doesn't affect it too much, but it's, it's uh, what Liza at ritual or at Liza underscore ritual fit. Okay. So and I'm then I'll leave a link to whatever it is. Yeah, but I'm going to be changing it. So. Okay. What are you why, changing that's it why to? I'm not, I'm probably going to change it to shadow dancer, but I'm not sure yet. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Well, 
time shall tell. And uh, yeah, so but anyway, either, yeah, free to, feel free to reach out for positive, just good, good cheers, you know, like, <laughs> say hi. How you doing? I can't offer any formal support, though, but I can be really I can be nice. I can say good job. I can I can cheer you on. Aww. Awesome. And my dance videos are pretty fun, too. And like <laughs> glorious and powerful. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. We did it. And um, yeah. So anyone out there, thank you for listening to Healing and Harmony. And yeah, wishing you a beautiful now. Take time to check in with yourself, integrate self-care because this might have been, you know, a, a triggering and activating conversation. So listen to what feels right for you and follow the flow of inspiration and healing and awakening because you are in it. If you're watching this video, you are on the path with us. So blessing your journey. Aloha. Namaste. Sprinkles? He's a healing warrior. <laughs>